0: The Rick Jensen Show on 101.7 FM, 1150 AM, WDEL.
1: And streaming to your smart speaker and mobile device. There have been a lot of big privacy hacks publicized lately. I say publicized because lots of times you don't hear about them. I mean, we're even hearing more and more about federal agencies that are being hacked. And that's only because some reporters have good sources. Otherwise, you probably never hear about that. Now, here locally, there's a, there's also a hack that put over 8,000 Delawareans at risk. And I was thinking, well, what's the best way to protect yourself? These things change, right? Technology changes, opportunities change. Josh Marpet is a Delaware forensic intel- investigator. But this guy's amazing. I mean, he's a security consultant. He works with governments and big businesses and small businesses. And he did something that Interpol could not do. He used his skills to prove that the Turkey Prime Minister uh, Erdogan and his son were taking bribes. How do you do that? Using his skills. So I asked him, can you help us out? Help my listeners and me understand, like, today, what's the best way to protect ourselves from this sort of stuff? So Josh is on right now, and uh, I suspect that uh, This might be something I have to write down. It's going to be a lot of stuff. Hey, Josh. Rick, what's going on? Well, you know what's going on. Every single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're dealing with this as a security expert, uh, a forensic investigator of, of, you know, online security every single day. And this stuff is kind of normal to you. But for us, we hear something like this. Or you see that your account got hacked at the bank and... It's it, it's freak out time. So that's where we are.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, and that's pretty normal. I mean, the average is that every American gets their information breached or hacked uh, probably twice a year at this point.
1: Damn. I hate that. <laughs> so, now, you know, it's happened to me and you've been very helpful. Thank you. And yeah, so I so I actually have some protocols in place uh, right now. There was one account I had that didn't have those kinds of protocols. And unfortunately, it got hacked. The ones that do have the protocols that you've taught me don't get hacked. And you've got to check your accounts like at least once or twice a week as well. Online, check them all, which is, again, annoying as I'll get out. So let's presume that everything that my listeners have that they consider to be personal and private is on the dark web somewhere. Your social security number, health records, all kinds of stuff bad people have this information
0: should we presume that uh it's not a bad idea there's there's easy ways to check don't get me wrong there's a website have i been pwned com, and you can actually type an email address in and see if it's been involved in any breaches that have been publicized well, well
1: there's, i i there's, know there's mine has because i get emails from these companies saying hey we're going to give you free monitoring because this bank or that place or whatever got hacked so yeah
0: yeah, yeah, it's pretty normal. Actually, honestly, the the monitoring is is nice, but eh, I I recommend that everybody who's worried about this, uh, maybe on a fixed income, uh, who who's not checking their accounts on a regular basis, just call up the three credit bureaus and freeze their accounts. Because unless you're going for a new credit card, unless you're buying a house, unless you're buying a boat or a car or whatever, you don't need to have your 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 credit unfrozen. Now freezing unfreeze, buy the house freeze it again. Freezing
1: an account's pretty easy. You go online and or some people you can you can make the phone call if you're not going online on a computer or whatever you don't feel like you're internet savvy and you create an account you use your username, your password things like that and you freeze it that way if you do want to buy a car or a house you can go online you can unfreeze it for whatever period of time usually 24 hours so the loan officers can go and check your credit rating and there's a difference between freezing and locking isn't there
0: uh, not especially. No. So, so lo- there's there's not much of a difference. I mean, effectively, it's roughly the same. You, the locking of your credit is um, it's it's a popular term, but it doesn't mean much other than locking your credit down, which is this pretty much the same as freezing it. So it's 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 effectively for most people, just freezing your credit is sufficient. Okay, locking your credit down requires a lot more work to unfreeze it or to unlock it. And frankly, for most people, it's it's not worth it.
1: True. Okay? Yeah. All right, but so freeze the accounts. And that and that protects your credit, yes.
0: Right. That protects you from if somebody tries to open up uh, a new line of credit in your name. They try to buy a house in your name, a car, open up a new credit card or whatever. They can't do it because your credit's not available. Okay? And that's the good thing. Now, the problem is, of course, is that this latest hack, the, the Genworth hack, um, it's, it's, it's because of a popular product called MoveIt that moves files around. It's literally a, a file transfer protocol server. Okay, so it moves files here, moves files there. And, you know, insurance companies use a lot of files, as you can imagine. So the, there was a vulnerability in the MoveIt software. That vulnerability, I'm not going to get into the technical details, but that vulnerability made it really, really easy for bad guys to get the files that it moves around. So they did. Uh, This one Genworth hack actually picked up about 2.7 million Americans' files, and it included their Social Security number. So the real problem here is not that uh, that the hack happened. The problem is that the information that they got is so bad that 20 years from now, your Social Security number doesn't change. So 20 years from now, if I've got that hack, if I've got the dump of information, okay, let me go see who unlocked their credit and forgot to lock it again. And I can try getting a credit card for you and for everybody else in that hack. Uh, not that you're in there, Rick, but you know what I mean. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I, I've been pawned, a-
1: absolutely. Yeah. Uh, oh sure. I mean, my gosh! Uh, Kickstarter got my information. Ducks Unlimited got my information. You know this uh, this this company Apollo, which is I guess going to get bounced out of Reddit. Uh, it was it, they got one of my uh, emails there. It, it's my emails, you know, more than anything else. that uh, was involved in a data breach. But but I've done things like, for example. I use two-part authentication on everything. So it's a username, password, and they got to send me a text, or I'm using a uh, security token, usually the one where it's uh, on my phone, and it gives a six-digit code. And if I don't enter that six-digit code in uh, the account, then it doesn't open up for anybody. So I use that on
0: everything. That's the best way to do it. And there's a website, by the way, that tells you if, you know, you can look up your bank. You can look up your investment bank. You can look up your, your, your betting parlor, whatever. And it'll tell you if they have uh, accessibility to two-factor authentication. 2FA is what it's called. And it's 2FA, 2F like Frank, A like authority, dot directory. So 2 directory, And you can look up all of your banks, all of your businesses that you do business with that have your information and see if they've got two-factor authentication, because a lot of these businesses don't advertise it. Because people are like, oh, it's too much trouble. I'm I'm sorry, I, I like my money. I'd like to keep my money. It's not yeah. too much trouble for my money. I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe I'm weird.
1: No, no, you're not. This is, which is why we check our accounts once or twice a week. And then if you see something weird, uh, for example, this happened to, I'll say to me, it's happened to some other business owners I know. So if you don't check the account very often, you could be in trouble. And uh, And again... This happened to me, and it happened to others. You see, you look at your accounts online, and you see a deposit of like 17 cents. What? And it might come from something like an American Express account. It's like, what? What is this deposit, 17 cents? And then a couple of days later, a deposit of 25 cents. Oh, that's kind of weird. When you see that, you better call your bank immediately, because if you don't, the next thing you're going to see is a bunch of money taken out of your account because those are criminals who are making sure that the account that they created has access to your bank account and they do it. They take your money, they cash it out and they close that account and you know, perhaps never to be seen again. Sometimes they will be that's, that seems to be a a very common scams going on. And, and Josh the uh, the thing is, you got to be uh, watching your account all the time, especially if it's a business account. Business accounts have less, uh, uh, fewer, fewer
0: protections than personal accounts, don't they? That's correct. That's correct. Uh, you know, your personal account, especially your credit card. Your credit card has massive protections. If somebody steals your credit card number and uses it, you're pretty much protected as long as you notice know within a reasonable amount of time by like your next statement. Your debit card doesn't have that protection, uh, but if somebody steals your debit card and you call the bank right away and they lock it, the, the 10 minutes in between, they'll normally reimburse you for the gas the, the person got or whatever. Yeah. Uh, however, a business account has almost zero protections. Whatever comes out of your account, sorry, that's your problem, not ours. Man. So, the, the lesson from this is even if you're a business, use a business credit card. If you're a person, not, not a business, if you're just using personal stuff, Use a personal credit card. You have much more protections with a credit card than with a debit card or a bank transfer.
1: But I do like to use a debit card at the bank ATMs in order to get cash. Uh, Use a credit card. There's always fees attached, right?
0: Right, right, exactly. That's fine. But watch out for skimmers. That's why, have you noticed over the past, I don't know, five or ten years that the ATMs have all these weird beaks and and, and nozzles and things on the front where the cards go in? Mm -hmm. That's because they built those out so that people have a hard time putting skimmers in. A skimmer is just a device that as it as you slide your card in, it reads the stripe. And there's a little camera typically that as you type your pin code in, it watches your camera. So or, yeah. or it watches your hand to type it to what you type in for the pin. That's terrifying. It is, actually. It, and they it, make these skimmers so like like you can buy them on AliExpress. You can buy skimmers on AliExpress for twenty or thirty bucks.
1: really, but you know, you can tell there's a skimmer on the ATM or at the gas station on a gas pump or things like that, can't you?
0: <laughs> no, 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 Safeway had a big problem oh, I don't know, ten years back, they were installing them inside the gas pumps. There was literally nothing to see. You would just you would slide your card, it worked perfectly, everything worked fine, and it was properly done. But as soon as the card was read by the proper gas pump equipment, somebody could drive by and with Bluetooth pick up all the numbers from the last, you know, days worth of cards that that, that were in there. So they actually found out, Safeway found out that there was a vulnerability that the card numbers were kept in the clear, not encrypted, long enough that somebody could install equipment inside of the gas pump to steal all those card numbers.
1: So So are all these retailers doing encrypted uh, scanning now then? Or no, most
0: of the retailers out there, after especially after the Target hack, have new point of sale systems. And as soon as the card is slid in, it is encrypted right away and, and then transmitted that way. However, you've got to understand that nothing is 100% perfect, and the criminals are always, always looking for ways to get over on us. It's an right. arms race. Yeah.
1: Uh, if you just tune in, Josh Marpet. Uh, what's the name of your company again? Red Lion.
0: No, 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 no. I left that company a while back. Okay. Um, I'm currently with MJM Growth. MJM Uh,
1: Growth, yeah. So he's a forensic investigator, security consultant, expert, has worked for governments, big and small businesses as well on internet security, and he's a Delaware guy. And he just has this incredible resume, and I always like talking with him, so that's why we're doing that. And here I am talking about you, third person, with you on the phone, which is equally kind of creepy that I would do that to you. But I want the listeners (laughs) to know who who you are and and why we're having this conversation with all these data breaches, things like that. Um, Give us uh, your opinion on these uh, password managers. Now, for those of you who don't know, you do know that you've got like 20 or 30 accounts, social media, banks, all kinds of stuff, right? And how do you remember all those passwords? Well, there are password managers now, like uh, LastPass and and 1Password. You create one great big long password, and then you enter all your accounts into that. It manages your passwords, so you can have really long passwords uh, that are hard to hack, and I want to get your take and uh, your advice on that, Josh.
0: Absolutely. So a password manager is honestly essential to daily life right now. For the longest time, the estimate was that every American had roughly 2.7 passwords that they used across 30 to 50 accounts. I mean, I have so many more accounts than that. It's terrifying between work accounts and personal accounts and social media and stuff for my kids' school and, well, you know, everything, right? So I, uh, I've used LastPass for the longest time and recommended them for the longest time. Unfortunately, they got bought by another company, and the quality went a bit downhill. So now I'm recommending 1Password. And it actually is really nice. There's a family model. So for, like, I think it's $60, bucks, uh, basically you get five members of your family. They each get their own password manager, and you can share passwords between them. And it works out pretty well. I'm, so still, it, I'm still using LastPass. Pass- is,
1: there, is there a danger to LastPass?
0: There was, um, for a little while, LastPass got breached. They didn't steal any passwords, but they stole the encrypted password vaults. If your password was short, there was a possibility, your master password, to open up the vault. Yeah. There was a possibility that they could get it open. Now, some people actually had it breached, and they found out that things were happening, and they realized, okay, my my vault got got decrypted. But, uh, honestly, I'm not worried about me. My password is is rather long, mine too. So it, it would take them. Uh, I think the estimate is it would take them five hundred to a uh, fifty thousand years to breach my password. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that.
1: My you password know, is about my, f- my master password is about forty four zero characters
0: long. And, and you know, people are like, "Oh my god, how do you remember that?" There, there's there's ways to do it. It, it, it put the, put your kids' names together with with some uh, titles of a poem. Uh, uh, there's all sorts of things that you know off the top of your head and you just use that as your password it doesn't have to be all special characters randomized for your master password it just has to be something that you know that nobody else does what's the name of your favorite cookbook and your mom's middle name or whatever i mean there's there's all sorts of things you can do
1: well i do that plus i put in some characters like uh i'm not going to say but you can replace uh, certain letters with numbers and things like that you know there's all kinds of stuff you can do
0: there is, and it's not hard. So there's no real reason not to use a password manager. There's no real reason not to be safe. There's no real reason, uh, with some very basic tips and very basic techniques, how you can be a heck of a less safer on the Internet.
1: All right, so always use two-part author- uh, authorizations. You get the password, but you also have either a text message or one of these security keys on your phone or a physical token, things like that. Uh, call the uh, caller. go online with the credit bureaus. And Freeze all your accounts, and then you can unfreeze it when you need it and use a password manager like one password That's the one that you like the very best and you can share it around the around the family Of course it does cost 60 bucks a year.
0: These are my notes Just one you know these are my notes. What have I forgotten? This is good stuff. All right. This is good stuff. Rick, thank you so much. You're helping your viewers and your listeners amazingly with this stuff. Thank you so much, sir.
1: No, no, no. I appreciate what you do because, like I said, you and I met uh, at a local business here. I was introduced. I was impressed with your resume, what you've done. So I like you to, uh, to be on the program and actually uh, help out my listeners so they know how to do these things. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, Josh specializes in digital forensics, like, uh, like anatomy, only in the digital realm, things like that. MJM Growth. Take care, my friend.
0: Thank you so much. Take care. Have a good day.